the bucket is back. Welcome to the Geek Shroom podcast number nine. Uh, this one is jam-packed full of folks, so I'm going to start naming some people and they're going to say hi. I'm Frankie, uh, and we've got uh, Kuji for the first time. Hey. Uh, along with, uh, <laughs> with, with Ethan. Woo! Uh, Jared. That's me. Anthony. Hello. And Kat. Hi. So yeah, that's a, all those people trying to talk at the same time. So get get ready for this one, y'all. Woo, y'all ready for this is what I'm trying to say. Buckle in, full squad. Buckle in. Uh, uh, hey Jared, ready. I heard that you had some like takes or something about Lion King. You want to get that out of the way real Who's quick? Lion King now? <laughs> oh yeah. All right. My only take is they're doing a live action remake of the Lion King, but it's a live action remake where they have to CG every single character. So why? <laughs> you want to know why why they're doing it well I get that it's money but there's something about the concept that kind of irks me so did you so see like, Jungle Book I didn't see Jungle Book but that is a real boy in it doesn't it yeah, yes Mobway Mogwai 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 it's that Gremlins crossover sorry they're, they're gonna be like animals but not I'm confused. They're going to be, uh, no, gonna... How's it like live action? Oh, dude, Animorphs. That sh- how is that not back yet? <laughs> I mean, I'd be happier if they just remade it, but like reimagined it as just like people, you know, a long time ago. So they're basically living as like a. So a Hamlet, you mean? <laughs> yeah, why not? Wow, That's what, what they do in the stage play. Well, yeah. They don't CG any tigers up there. And they didn't hire any tigers. Not yet. That's true. That's true. Are there even tigers? Because I think that could probably get dangerous. Uh, I'm sure there's a tiger in there somewhere. No, there's no tigers. Come on, people. Come on. Wrong content. I don't read the Lion King wiki, okay? I don't know. I think um, it's probably just going to be the, the exact same thing as the animals from Jungle Book. So it'll just be like photorealistic animals, but then their mouths move. They do it like motion babe captured off of the humans. <laughs> They're not like fully you know the- CG animals, it's just their mouth. You know the that movie had like something like seventeen pigs play Babe. Wow! Because <laughs> they either aged out or they died that from stress. That is an amazing uh, crazy. trivia. That's my favorite yep. trivia about any movie. Yep. How do you know that? Uh, either I think it might have been uh, either I made it up just now or <laughs> IMDb trivia. I think I heard it on another podcast though. For people that were like really okay. didn't like Lars von Trier direct that movie or something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We'll yeah. go with that. <laughs> yeah, don't you so, remember? Uh, really th- thanks for tuning in the to pigs. the to the Geekstrom <laughs> podcast. That was it. We just got eighteen people on a podcast just to talk about Babe Pig in the City. So uh, <laughs> I think we should do thank that. Thank you for joining us <laughs> and all the. No, we're actually here to talk about Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, baby. Or... Okay, so oh yeah, that's right. Question for for the panel here: Is it Stranger Things season two no. or Stranger Things two? Stranger Things too, man. Strangler Things, yeah, right? I'm too. Because the British songs. would call it series two, which is confusing. They would say that, yes, but I think it's just according to whatever gets you that um, stylized two on Twitter. It's just Stranger Things season two, right? That's what it, uh, the Twitter version is. No, you have to hashtag Stranger Things, and then it auto populates a two. Oh, does it do that? Mm-hmm. that yeah, makes sense. Ah, then it. it would be so Stranger that's, Things two. That's why our 
that's why our uh, our Stranger Things. Oh man, that's that was a bummer. That's Here. I had I had all sorts of hot takes on Stranger <laughs> Things, and it wasn't getting out to the masses because I didn't hashtag it correctly. God damn it! Oh, you know? man. Well, get them on now. Now you've got the box. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. But two hundred and eighty characters to do. As it everyone now. knows about Geekstrom, it's not about me. It's about you guys. So I want to. There's not. No one said awe at that. Is that a new motto? At all? <laughs> Jeez. What's a motto? Was, <laughs> What's like a motto a with you? Hey, there it is. <laughs> yeah, back to the Lion King. By the way, the Babe Pig in the City was directed by George Miller, who also directed Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> no, Wait, that can't only, be true. He only directed Pig in the City, or did he direct the original as well? No, just the original. I mean, Wait, so like, did he go straight <laughs> from that to Mad Max? Yeah. He what tried to get Babe in Mad Max because they were so uh, <laughs> had such a good working relationship. <laughs> he tried to get all seventeen <laughs> pigs. Oh, geez. hey guys! I don't know if any of you meant to do this, but what a remarkable segue to the title of the first chapter. Oh, oh. and stranger! It's almost Pig like we're really good at doing this <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> well, how about we start there? Because I think that there are some folks with some hot takes on the character of Max herself. So, who wants to take the first stab at um Don't let Anthony that? speak. Oh, wait. Well, <laughs> Anthony is the rebuttal. So, who wants to uh wants to take it's the offensive? It's not a good rebuttal. Oh, damn. Mm. I think Cat had the first uh <laughs> the first barb on that one. The salvo? Barb. Yeah. <laughs> barb. Barb RIP. <laughs> Boom. Good. <laughs> Justice for Barb. Aww. Look, I don't um, God. I just, why is she in it to, <laughs> other than to keep Eleven away from her friends for, like, slightly longer? So we could have that great uh, one-off episode that everyone loves. Ugh. Hey, save it. Save <laughs> oh. it. We're, we're going to get there. Sorry. I thought she was, like, so, is she someone's kid? I know my wife thought she was, like, Reese Witherspoon's kid or something. I don't know if she meant... She looks the, like her. Or oh, you mean in real life? That's interesting. She kind of does yeah. look like her. Huh. Uh, Possibly. If only one Jared, of you're the one that had... likes to, to get on his phone and look things up while we're doing the podcast. Go ahead and check. Ooh, I'm going to go ahead and say that's idea. incorrect. Okay. <laughs> Boom. I think it is. I think I would have noticed with her spoon in the credits. <laughs> yeah, her name is Sadie Sink. That's a fun name. No, no relation to anyone else? Uh, I think her mother name is uh, Kitchen. <laughs> yes. oh, Whoa. Nice. That yeah. that actually tickled me more than I thought it was going to. I saw that coming from a mile away, and still it got me. So congratulations. So, so Kat, you're kind of kind of hitting on this idea that it's kind of a built-in uh, girls being jealous of other girls, which is kind of a way overplayed cliche. I think and so. That's really, mm-hmm. I love this uh, season so much. And I was just like, I had to like crane my neck a little bit at that one. I, you know, it just like ugh, watching girls hate each other doesn't feel great. <laughs> how how did you feel about her before the scene in the in the gym there where she's zooming or whatever? Oh my god, I was titillated. I was so curious what was going on with her and Billy and their family. And so, so you you were of the mind that that they might have had a little bit deeper involvement with the story as opposed to just being kind of random dicks. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm not. 
I'm I'm not totally sure. Yeah, I I I thought that maybe like whatever sinister something was sort of brewing beneath the surface of hers and Billy's relationship would become relevant with the rest <laughs> of the story. Yeah, and be more Too interesting. Optimistic. Pardon? I really thought they were uh, like a witness protection or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or like one of them well, had killed whole, their parents. That whole exchange when they were like, oh, you know whose fault it really is that we're here? Like, I was like, ooh, okay, so this out. is getting Same. juicy. Yeah, but it. I guess they're her mom, I guess. I think when it all kind of shakes out, it's like, oh, we left because my mom was getting abused by my father and so we left with my stepdad and it was like Who's okay i mean abusive. like that's not yeah yeah it's like that's not like a like a small insignificant thing but it doesn't doesn't match up with like why we have two brand new characters and the kind of mm-hmm. build-up that was manufactured by them just existing also, mm-hmm. also I, billy seemed way too old for high school to me <laughs> yeah he did yeah way too oh, sexy really? right <laughs> oh of course hey did you guys know that he's a red ranger yeah. Oh really? Wait, what? In the from the new Power or... Rangers movie. Yes. <laughs> he's like he's like a stunt double. No, he's the he's the both. I don't know how they did that movie actually, but as far as on screen face talent, uh, he is the Red Ranger from the uh, the much maligned Power Rangers reboot. Is he like Zac mm. Efron's little brother or something? <laughs> no. no, but like... he might be related to the Hemsworths because I think he is uh, an Australian man. Mm. And they're all related. Uh, yeah. that's, that's how it works. <laughs> and he's got a really tiny face, too. And I think that was a hairpiece he was wearing. Like a, like a weird wig, which is like... Pretty sure he had an, he had an eyebrow wig, too. <laughs> <laughs> Things were out of control. Muscles and eyebrow. He made me want to work out while smoking, which I never wanted to do before. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is kind of weird. Uh, it was like an '80s throwback show, but that's more of like a 1930s strongman trope, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with like the circular barbells. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, that say one ton on them, but it's really not one ton. Let's be real. Yeah, such a punk. It was kind of um, his whole uh, aesthetic at the Halloween party. Um, I was very, I was confused as to whether he was wearing a costume or not. Well, he doesn't wear anything. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that kind of his, like, everyday thing, though? Like, the only difference is maybe he wasn't wearing a shirt when he might have been? Yeah, he was going a slutty Billy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyone else have any uh, barbs? Like, I'm I'm not saying that. Stop using barbs. Say barb, I promise. I'm Tr- sorry. It's a trigger word. Uh, for, for, do we even know their last name? I'm sure that was said, but I don't. I don't think I remember it. I think uh, it was Bush. I don't recall. <laughs> Har- Hargrove. <laughs> Billy Bush. Hargrove. I'm looking at it right now. Hargrove. There you go. For the Hargrove children. Because, I mean, to me, it was like they wanted to have uh, – they, they kind of had this character that would have been similar to what Steve started out as mm-hmm. in the first season. But then they redeemed Steve. So, like, so let's have a, a, like, human character to be – an antagonist to go along with like all the supernatural stuff but then kind of took all the tropes that you would get from like an 80s movie and just smashed it into one character but then gave him nothing else to do so kind of to go alongside with Max is just here to make 
Eleven jealous? You know, like, do they really have a point besides just kind of being plot movers? Yeah, I got to stop you there. I think that <laughs> character's entire existence was justified when he showed up at Mrs. Wheeler's door. <laughs> I really hope with them, like, closing the gate and, like, season three just won't have any supernatural elements at all. And the main plot will just be Billy fucking the Wheeler's mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, like, the, that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole season. I agree. Actually. I was, was howling. Just, like, Mrs. Wheeler in the, like, in the bathtub and then, like, seeing him at the door, that whole, like, that whole scenario is incredible. And so the preposterous. Fact that the fucking dad was just crashed out on the like lazy boy and just completely oblivious to the world. Per He's dreaming about Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the show is very anti-dad. <laughs> well, definitely, definitely. They, they. I mean, the biggest interaction we had with the dad in the first season was Lonnie, who fucking sucked. Um, oh, yeah, he was awful. So then you go from that to. Papa, is it the Wheeler? Are they the Wheelers? Yeah, Mike. Is that who they are? Yeah. Yeah, Who is basically just like, I don't know. I would assume that he's just drunk. Like he's just out of it all the time. Like he's just completely sauced all the time. I don't know. He doesn't even seem cool enough to drink. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was just his particular brand of charisma. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a square through and through. Speaking of dads, I have to say my favorite dad edition, edition. With Sean Astin. Oh, hell yeah. So happy. Oh, okay. So how about, so between, um, Billy, the dad and Hopper, the dad, who, who was the, the new, who was the, I guess it's too different to kind of compare them directly, but who did a better job being a new dad in season two between Hopper and old Bob there? It's gotta be Bob. Oh, Bob all day. Bob the brain. I mean, he did. so good. About the brain. His advice did result in Will being possessed. Yeah, essentially. That's true. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's shitty advice. Right. That's true. I I know, but, but like face your fears. Ordinarily, but Hopper made eleven turn into advice. a shitty punk. Ugh, I know. He also like left her alone. <laughs> but it wasn't. I mean, she she was due some some angst. You know, everyone else got to be super angsty, and she just had to kind of deal with it. So it was, it was okay for her to have some some angst going, especially because she's been fucking on house arrest for an entire year. You don't think he'd be pissed off, too? I guess. Yeah, and I'll say this for Hopper. Um, once all the shit goes down, he kind of... He's supposed to still think she's at the cabin, right? But he really doesn't make any attempt to, like, reach her when all these uh, demo dogs are running wild. He well, just says, hey, um, don't eat too many Eggos. I'll be back <laughs> Well, dead. no, I mean, because <laughs> by the time that he's aware of them, he's still in the in like the laboratory or whatever and then they have like that you know um nexus you know praying into into the void thing where they communicate because there's like that weird yeah um in this in the in this episode that we will be talking about probably at length there's kind of like a step back in time that makes like the like parts of five and six run concurrent with episode seven so when he's made aware of those things he's like I don't know, talking to her through the radio, even though he's not sure that she can hear him. And then it just kind of works out that way. So I don't think that he's too shitty for that now, you know. It's just a little weird. It, it's hard It's hard to, like, reconcile that this character still is under that impression. It seems like he just kind of, like, went with what we all know, is that she's not at the cabin anymore. Yeah. 
which kind of breaks the the kind of contract between the characters and the people that are or the audience and the people that are running the show where it's like kind of you are supposed to only know what's been shown so if the characters haven't seen it they wouldn't know about it at all so when they're operating in that same kind of vein as you knowing things that they shouldn't it kind of like breaks the story up a little bit but i mean why would we talk about something in the minutia like that on a podcast like this right <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, Anthony, before we move on, did you want to defend Max in any way? Um, no, I mean, I just kind of <laughs> thought she was like, I, I like, okay, I think I think she was okay, and I get why they they put her in. Like, she is a plot device, and I kind of accepted that. But I did think it was kind of cool that she like, uh, you know, stabbed her brother in the neck with a needle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that was, you know, it, like it did have kind of a payoff. No, the kid was a badass. And threatened to. Hit him in the uh, in the in the nuts with a spike bat, which was pretty cool. Yes. Nut hits that was, are uh, always that was funny. Pretty radical. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, especially oh. with spiked bats. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, while listen. We're in that. I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, this is only like upon reflection that I've sort of taken this political stance. I <laughs> I en- I enjoyed it in the moment. Um, sans for the actual moment when. Um, Eleven saw her and Mike um, hanging out at the school, and also mm-hmm. that actress is awesome. Yeah. What What was her name again? Sadie. But Sadie Sink. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with your initial point, but disagree with your retroactively coming to that. Uh, in the moment, <laughs> I I was very disappointed with the Billy and the Max characters because, like you were saying, they set them up to be like. I don't know, a very mysterious reason why they're here in Hawkins. And I was like, well, maybe Max is another one of these uh, uh, robot kids coming into town or something. I don't know. And then, like, Billy's relationship with her was, like, (laughs) kind of weird. They're not robots? (laughs) That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Uh, I see what you're saying. I I thought they were, like, double agents, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fact that they're just kind of just two kids was a little disappointing. I, I I do agree with that, but it took us a long time to find that out. Well, I think I, if they had revealed I, that earlier, I would not have been as disappointed. Yeah. But, like, I'll I kind that. of like that, and that's one of the things I kind of like about the show is that it, like, subverts all your expectations. Because I was thinking, oh, they're, like, Russian spies or some shit. And then no, I was like, oh, much. they're... Yeah, I know. <laughs> They the were bots. colluding with the president, yeah. But then um, I was like, oh, they're just normal kids with, like, and one of them's an abusive shithead. Um, so it's like, oh, that's kind of cool, though, because it's like, I don't know. All right, at the end of, like, the first season when Nancy got back with Steve, we were like, oh, I thought she was going to get with Jonathan. I know. And then we were like, oh, but wait, that's probably what would happen in real life because, I mm-hmm. mean, Steve is just great. Because of that hair. <laughs> Uh, that hair. Yeah, you are yeah, right on that front. Get deported for coke. I think that the <laughs> one of the weird side effects of uh, of Max and and Billy is that it it kind of creates this um I don't know kind of a vacuum or something. Like obviously, the longer the show goes on, the more there's like a flimsy reason for all these people to be hanging out because it's just like well they're all the highest paid actors on the show they have to be hanging out and. You know, the first season, as things go, you kind of got more of a sense that, like, Steve was this certain person, and he kind of got wrapped up in it through Nancy. And then in this season, the weird thing is they even kind of call out 
Billy's like, I've been waiting to see Steve, the king of the school. And it's like, yeah, this guy doesn't seem like the popular kid at school who, like, as soon as he breaks up with his girlfriend, he's going to have buddies telling him, ah, whatever, you know, go out with this other girl or girls throwing themselves at yeah. him. So he's just kind of exists in a vacuum where he's just being bullied by this guy and then hanging out with 13-year-olds. So it is well, like there's like that, a smaller scope kind of once you throw these kids into the mix. That yeah. never happened to you in high school? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Anthony kind of brought up a really interesting point because it, I think it's easy from kind of a bird's eye view to just see this as like a like sci-fi thriller type show. Um, but the thing that's always been really important to me has been kind of the stuff that's ancillary to that. Like that stuff, like the sci-fi aspects are more of a, a vehicle to move the plot. But then the, you know, the interactions between the kids and the parents and everything still manage to be like really familiar and kind of hit on motifs that people deal with in regular life. So it is kind of a letdown when you have this show that's like got like people spying on Russians with their minds and everything, and then you have these new kids come in that seem mysterious. And the only thing reason that they're mysterious is just that they're new. Um, I don't. It wasn't handled as well as I think it might have been, like because it, it built in that kind of mystery and wonder, and you kind of expect it to go in a certain way, and then when it doesn't, you are let down. But I don't think that that means it's inherently kind of a shitty plot. It just kind of it. It's a it's an interesting take in this type of show, but I don't think it just sucks just because it sucks. Because, I don't know, we got some cool moments out of it. Uh, Those basketball scenes, mainly? (laughs) Those were terrible. Yeah, that that was a basketball scene. Go ahead. I hate, I hate, hate that trope where you're in PE and some guy just like kicks you in the dick and throws you on the ground and you're like, oh, accident. That would never happen in real life. <laughs> I know that for a fact because I used to do that because I wasn't good at basketball. And I got called on it every single time. What was also great is that they, like, within all sports movies where there seems to be enough time built in for people to have a conversation during a game, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to dribble up very they slowly. they just kept playing. Like, they didn't, like, yeah, pause. Yeah, it's like, or, like that's a shot clock violation. It's, yeah, you, you it's a, a backcourt you got seconds. going on there, champ. Jesus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sports. Well, it's great. yeah, I mean, they didn't show the gym teacher is actually Mr. Wheeler. Oh. <laughs> he's just asleep in the stands. He's got the, like, the whistles just kind of, like, laying on his bottom lip, <laughs> just kind of slowly whistling because he's breathing in and out. That'd be perfect. <laughs> I do think all that stuff, like, probably wouldn't... I mean, it didn't really bother me too much because I just, like... I mean, it's kind of like I just like the show being on. Kind of, I enjoy being in the <laughs> the space of it. You know, I the completely universe. agree That's what with I liked that. About the first season, but it was a slow, sure. it was a slower build up with the season. And I think the first season has so many mysteries that with this one building up so slowly, you're kind of like kind of hungry for more mysteries. Sure. Um, so that that kind of brings me to one of the questions that I had just for everyone is that. Did you like this season more than you liked the first one? Oh boy! I mean, I'd say yeah. no. Um, no. And I, I think a big part of that is this—they kind of not that they wrote themselves into a corner, but they're kind of in the same boat as like the Matrix sequels, which is uh, like mm-hmm. Eleven at the end can kind of do like solve all the problems. So they kind of had to put her sure. like literally on a bus mm-hmm. at, until the very last episode, where she then solves all the problems. So. 
it kind of, you know, dragged out because then she had to just be doing fuck all for eight episodes before, you know, finally coming back. And that, that kind of slowed it down. I um... So what you're saying is that you don't like Empire Strikes Back is what you mean. <laughs> no, I liked Last Empire Strikes me. Back because both parties did interesting things in it. Oh, so that so that didn't happen in this season. No, and... I mean because like her going to visit her mom. I mean we all. I mean think about the, the first season had so many mysteries. You didn't know who this girl was. You didn't know what the lab mm-hmm. was doing. You didn't know what the monster was. You didn't know what happened to Will. And so every episode got you closer to it. And I think in Ethan and I's podcast on season one, what I said was the first half of the season for me was more exciting because you're kind of like blossoming all of these uh, mysteries and you're kind of finding them out. And then by the end, once you know them, that wasn't as interesting to me. So for this one, the only mystery is kind of what that big tentacle uh, man is, the mind flayer. This, and they, like this, they didn't really get into that. You know what's that. funny is like no Smoke no monster. one – like. Exactly. I I think everyone wants to call it the smoke monster, but then they think about Lost, and they're like, well, it's not that, so we don't want people to get confused, but it's 100% a smoke monster. Uh-huh. So, you know, I've, I was glad when they actually got to the point where they called it the Mind Flayer, so I had something else to call it, it's a cool because name. it was just smoke monster yeah, up to that good point. Good branding. Yes. <laughs> Although... Um, anyone else with thoughts between one and two? Yeah, I... What I loved about season one was how human... And also how kind of simmering it was. Um, and season two, I thought was like, it was, I, I felt so, ah, oh God, it was so exciting. Especially, I think like I started just screaming at the TV during chapter six. <laughs> I was just like, when, my hands, that? I think it was when Junkyard? we get the, I think, it, yeah, it was the Demodogs sort of, like, mm. making themselves known for the first time and then, like, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, you see that there's, like, a shit ton of them. Steve yeah, exactly. Awesome. I remember, like, my hands were clasped over my face and I was yelling at the TV at the top of my lungs. <laughs> it was just – and not even any words, just, like, odd sounds. It was – it was <laughs> exhilarating. Um, No. <laughs> Better I thought not. the um was one of the one of the sounds. <laughs> no, no, it would it would be completely disruptive. Like we would have to end the call because that's how loud I was screaming. <laughs> oh be- and, uh, it, it's maybe a dramatic reaction, but like I didn't really have moments like that in season one, and so I can't say that I mm-hmm. loved season two more than I loved season one. Um, but I can't say that the opposite is true either. They were. Oh God, this is so cliche. They were very similar, but they were also very different. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of the the thing that the creative folks behind a show like this are kind of hoping, because that's kind of the balance you're looking for: enough new to where people don't think they're seeing the same thing, but enough of the old to where people aren't like, "Well, what the fuck is this?" Right. Yeah, I mean, they they kind of like gave us like little windows into you know things that uh, what the fuck was I gonna say oh like we knew that there were definitely at least 10 other kids that had some kind of ability Mm -hmm. so and they you know they introduced us to eight which we can talk about that later if you want but sure um like have to you know like yeah I kind of feel like we have to but um you know we're like oh okay so there are definitely other people like that so and it was kind of like 
building on what they had already established. Whether or not it was better, I don't know. I think there were more parts where I just, like, laughed out loud. <laughs> yes. Like, I thought it was like I thought it was like much funnier if that makes sense. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though we had, well, not even though, but I. One of the the um, downsides of the season is that uh, my beloved Mister Clark was in it less, but when he was there, <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, all all of this all of his scenes are like. It's just someone that's like just a half step behind everything that's going on. And it's so great because it's like, oh, man, he would probably be so stoked if he knew about some of this stuff. Like he wouldn't be like the rest of the adults that just lose their shit. He'd be like, oh, wow, I can't believe this is actually happening. I know. I thought we were going to get to see that when they brought Dart to him. Yeah. And then they took it away Mm. from me. Took it away. Kuji, thoughts? Yeah. Uh. Uh. I thought season one was better, but just because I like being in that that space, like the uh, just being enthralled with the show, mm-hmm. and I feel like there are more moments in this, ep- this season where I kind of got took taken out of it a little bit, like episode seven in the entirety of it, I was completely yeah. taken out of it. And then, as much as I love him, some of the Brett Gelman stuff also. <laughs> Wait, what? Who's Brett Gelman? He was the, he's the, the conspiracy, conspiracy theorist guy. Who? Oh, oh, that guy, the guy really, from uh, Twin Peaks. Really invested in those teenagers having sex. The rabbi. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I think that we have to kind of approach that topic a little bit because I think when they were planning out that episode, that they thought it would be like funny and cute. Uh, to kind of be like, you know, because we actually have him as kind of like this audience surrogate that's like, listen, you guys, I'm I'm really surprised that you guys haven't already fucked. So <laughs> what, you know, like, Maybe you go should. ahead and get to it. So, and that's fine and everything, but that's, when you have, <laughs> when you got a guy that's like pumping underage kids full of alcohol for like an entire day, um, <laughs> who is, you know, like, looks like uh you know charlie from that episode in uh always sunny where he's like trying to figure out how the mail gets places um and then you know he sits down to this uh in, in very close proximity and basically is just like you know you guys could totally have sex in my spare room if you wanted to because i mean i am very aware that that's what you guys want to do and there's it definitely no cameras like, in there yeah <laughs> it's like we get it like, we're all on the same page, but we don't necessarily need it to be uh, presented in this way. Like, because there's, I mean, when they had their sleepover in season one, and it was kind of like uh, a little bit more romantic, and Aww. like, uh, you know, they could have rehashed that in a way that was comedic with just the two of them. Like, just cut out the whole, you guys should totally bone part from uh, Mr. Gelman and just let them go through that on their own with that like cutting back and forth editing and everything and just gone that way but the way that it was presented was super super weird yeah. it's not like not the most comfortable thing in the world but I'll we all know that, uh, we, we know Jonathan's never syndrome. gonna make a move who's not gonna make a move <laughs> Jonathan was never gonna make a move cause he's such a no. wet blanket Nancy could make a move that's true but she didn't yeah what's wrong with she that made, Ethan she made a move on Steve 
All I know is Jonathan sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, that'd been awesome. I mean, I think that that to me that that seems like a Game of Thrones syndrome, which is like the thing you really want to see happen, but then it happens so bluntly and kind of like yeah. artlessly that it is like, oh no, now I wish it hadn't happened. What are you talking yeah. about artlessly? Like, and also, I mean, I th- oh god, <laughs> Brett. What, <don't> Brett- <laughs> Brett Gelman in this, like, you can't have him be sort of unassuming and not a creep and still give your audience the line the next morning, hey, how was the pullout? <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I, uh, Amazing. That, that was, uh, yeah. I died. Yeah. I'm well, on Brett just, Gelman uh, corner all day. He was a wonderful I, addition I'm, to the show. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and I don't, I don't disagree at, at all. Like, uh, he was. I think that having his character be there, especially to kind of, you know, pay out on the like serious espionage that was going on with uh, Nancy and Jonathan. Like that, that whole series of events was like super awesome. I was really into that because um, I didn't expect that to go down that way at all. So I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm, I'm cool that they actually pulled that off. Um, but still, the uh, it it could have been a little less overt i think but you know not i think that his character definitely deserved the role and actually a a moment to shine beyond being just like the crazy conspiracy theorist guy that messes with hopper but yeah i still a little a little should have gotten killed though i i feel like he should have had had more lines like i I feel like i would have liked all the scenes more if he was more like grounded in the community a little bit better Mm -hmm. and i felt because he seemed to me like someone who just watched stranger things (laughs) <laughs> like just walked in the room like it's just his fanfic that he's trying to bring in like he knew a lot about them but like i, I don't know it was just it was weird but i i want to just emphasize how great Be- brett gelman is though <laughs> yes i think he was supposed to just represent oh. twitter <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's a good one um you want my All thoughts on season two? I think. What? Do you want my thoughts on season two versus season one? Not, not particularly. He... No. Well, I'm gonna give them to you. <laughs> Come on, Eve. Come on, Eve. I'm gonna go hit, hit, hit me with your best shot. Yeah, I'm gonna go against the grain here and say I think season two was oh, better than God. season one. Oh, I love hearing oh. this. Minus. I feel like several wow. people said that. My grain <laughs> is the one you're going against. That's... That's uh, <laughs> that's also my take, um, but I usually don't get asked because you guys are jerks. You're the one You're asking. <laughs> guys, guys, it's time for self-reflection. That's self what I'm reflection. saying. That's, the, that's, the, that's supposed to be the joke, Ethan. All right. This is why I hate your podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's far superior. Wow. Yes. Whatever it returns. I'm telling you, you got you to gotta build in that podcast beef so people are like, oh, I got to see what they're talking about over there on Asterix. Or that pisses Frankie off so I much. I think we shouldn't let Ethan finish his thought. I want someone no. else to keep this ball in the air. <laughs> well, he was against the grain, so I think he deserves it. He, he's the only individual thinker on this panel. <laughs> or yeah, in the world. Me. He's the only person that liked it more. Free thought over here. Uh, so season two is better for reasons we said. Brett Gelman, Paul Reiser, anybody? Paul Reiser, oh, guys. Yes. Okay, I was, I was hoping someone would bring uh, him up. But yeah. As we mentioned, Sean Astin was wonderful. And I think the best part, we got to see will actually act and that kid oh he's so good fucking that kid, amazing actor he's a powerhouse he's so good that sweet yeah, little boy he made me cry he's probably gonna lose he's his so mind good. 
like in real life because that's what happens <laughs> yeah. to really good kid actors. But for now, he has this, and it was a masterclass. Very hey, we cool. might get him uh, overweight on an HBO show in about twenty twenty five years, though. So I mean, that might <laughs> that could work. I sure hope so. That's a that's a Haley Joel Osment uh, dig, just so everyone is uh, oh yeah, everyone's up to speed. Oh my god, yeah, oh, that was yeah. a Danny Tamborelli dig. Sorry. Oh, hey, yeah, I like that. Shows a lot of examples. I would hope that uh, in season three, if they follow that um, that kind of the the trajectory, because I mean, one of the weird offshoots or one of the weird side effects of of uh, Eleven being tossed on, you know, into a out of the plot more or less, is Mike is kind of totally sidelined this season. Good. So, oh yeah. Yeah, he's Mike's boring. He, it was weird because it kind of showed how fucking annoying that character is. Because when he's like a dick about things, but there's not really much at stake, it's like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. wow, I really wish your friends would just stop talking to you. <laughs> oh, my. He was so, just emo, yeah, dude. He was just emo. <laughs> so, well, he, he was in, in his mind, well, he, like 20 you know, years too that, early for that shit. he lost his girlfriend, you know, and, and I mean, yeah, like in his mind. Yeah, like 316 days ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's but, counting uh, every single one because it's still... He's still heartbroken, man. Just you're, like she is, a, because they're perfect for each other. Yeah, but I'm exactly. just, I mean, there's so, no reason to be uh, a dickhead to Max, who's a girl who, like, you, is you, dragged into your group. She's not even trying to get in. She's trying to live her life. Your friends are, like, forcing her to spend time with you, and you're going to be mean? <laughs> Very cool. true. You, I think you have a heart right. of stone, Jared. I'm I'm going to defend <laughs> That's right. You're going to defend what? Oh, I'm, I'm Anthony, Anthony Mike, real yeah. quick. I, I, I totally want you, but just to make sure that we don't hurt Ethan's feelings, did you have anything else to say? Were you talking to me? Uh, no. Yes, Ethan, no. whose feelings I was worried about. Um, oh, yeah, no, I'm not worried about also, that. Also, uh, Dustin and Lucas got to shine more, and that was fun. Yes. Pretty much getting rid of Mike and uh, was a big plot. <laughs> so, there you go. Giving us gain moderato. So, yeah, they should have killed Mike. Yeah. Uh, as we're getting rid of Mike, here comes Anthony to save Mike's yeah, life. I, I'm only no, I'm not gonna go that far, but <laughs> I'm gonna defend him because, in my view, Mike was like the leader of their group for all of season one, which I don't mm-hmm. think anyone can argue that. Yeah, yeah, because he like, explicitly said it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that too, but but all right, but I mean, like, all right, he's being like racist the, the towards Lucas of, with the whole it? Ghostbusters thing, though. Oh yeah, that's true. All right, yeah, we should like punch him, but that's a whole other thing. But like, all right, like, um, what was it? in season one? He was like, what do they call him? Like the dungeon master, whoever's in charge of dungeons and yeah, dragons. Yeah, you're playing yeah. Koi, I think. Yeah, you know what the answer is. It called no. Is it called dungeon master yeah. or is it like? A crypt keeper or something. okay anyway yeah like that was like him and then you know his buddy will went away and he was like okay i'm gonna lead the charge to save him but now it's like he just kind of has nothing going for him like all the kids are better than him at video games Aww. and uh <laughs> he can't even he can't even dress up as a ghostbuster he wants to be and like oh my god i don't know i just think that and his girlfriend's dead or he thinks so like and his parents are fucking stupid i feel bad for I him do too. and i'm like okay but he didn't have to be a dick to max out so, you know conversely he is such a good friend to will he's like always looking out for the boy mm-hmm. checking to see if he's okay yeah, but, all right i feel like we would all be like that with will He's well, a sweetheart. Of course, he's so, everyone's baby. I think bowl cut like, going. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I think Mike, 
like like Anthony was saying, Mike doesn't really have anything to do for the first couple of episodes uh, of this season, and so like, yeah, I don't think he does anything I, at really... all over the whole season, does he? Well, no, I think once like essentially once Will gets to the point where he's kind of got the possession portion of of the smoke monster going on is like when Mike kicks back into Mike from season one. Cause like you, yeah. you, you kind of go through the whole situation where the, the really the biggest issue is dart and all of that portion. And that's kind of running counter and like parallel to the whole, what is max to our group? Like Lucas and Dustin really like her or whatever, but I'm not, I don't care. I don't want her to be, you know, I have this insulated group of friends that is the only thing that's, like, keeping me sane and keep makes me feel safe. And I have, like, I feel like I actually have any kind of say in how our lives are going. And I don't want that to change at all because we've already lost one person. I don't want to add person. I just want it to stay the same. Um, but then when he's got something outside of himself to kind of focus on again, when Willie's like, oh, I got to help Will again. Will is fucked up again. We got to help Will. Then he kind of returns to a more season one-esque Mike. Now he still is kind of a dick at times, sure, but he was also kind of a dick in season one at times. Um, It was just a lot easier to kind of parse out because he was just so sweet to Eleven all the time. It would have helped if they let him be the the dungeon master more because in all the scenes of like explaining what's going on, they either let Dustin do it or they did that kind of annoying thing where like they split a line among five different characters. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but if it's allergic to fire, then and then the next person's like, we should make him hot, and it's like, yeah. just give that line to Mike, who has nothing to do this season. Don't give it to Steve, <laughs> who's you know, he's mm-hmm. kicking ass left and right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I do think that they they definitely pivoted away from specifically being Dungeons and Dragons, almost so much so that they could use it as like a throwback to explain something, as almost like a callback to, hey, this was the thing that we did in season one a lot. So this is our our through line from season one to season two, but yeah, it did seem like like Anthony was saying it was more of a a pivot from like tabletop to video games, which I thought was interesting. Mm. It was kind of a it was weird for it to have happened so severely over just one year, especially considering that the season one is bookended by how important Dungeons and Dragons is to them, and for it to just kind of have disappeared from then seems a little strange. But oh, that's I, the pull I, of I, Dig Dug. <laughs> well, hell yeah, dude. No, but like that—that's how it is when you're like a kid, though, and how it is now. Like you just kind of. And how fucking rad was that arcade, really by the way? Hmm. That was so cool. I love that arcade. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to have an arcade like that when I was a kid, except for that creepy weirdo. No, I love that like, guy. You better he, stop yeah, he's right like locking, now. Like, like <laughs> tricking little girls into going into rooms and then locking the door. Hey, man, them. that like, shit happened well, for real kids. in arcades in the eighties. Like that. that was like. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Again, right, he right, also so... was totally down with these two kids just banging in his office. <laughs> That's true. Arcades were shady as shit in the eighties, dude. Polybius, okay. this shit is real. Yeah, man, this is so... authentic. I wasn't alive in the eighties. <laughs> you weren't alive in the eighties? Good Christ! Yeah, neither, what the, neither was Jesus, I. I don't think Frankie was either. No, I was. I was eighty-eight. And I'm sorry. Yeah, I tried to be a nineties kid, but bring it back. What are you going to do? I wish I hadn't said oh, okay. that. So he went to the arcades. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Steve. I love yes. Steve. Love Steve. Steve. You have my interest. Steve, <laughs> Steve is. So Steve 
He's the best in character. his arc from season one and how it kind of dovetailed into uh, the very beginning of season two, I was just like, ah, oh, man, I thought they were going to actually have him grow a little bit more. But then he's just still kind of the same dude, like especially the whole um, like trying to sneak up on Nancy and kiss her right in front of Jonathan to kind of like stake his claim and be like, oh, this is my woman, blah, 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 all that stuff. Alpha male. But then <laughs> as soon as I saw the way that he reacted during the party – Mm-hmm. When they were at the Halloween party, oh. I was like, oh, wait. He's so, so we got some growth coming from old old Steven here? Steve. And then as it progressed, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man, this is like the the introduction of the the Steve and Dustin bromance. Mm. Like that yes. scene, like mm-hmm. from, from mm-hmm. Dustin having the conversation with Mike's dad, which is fucking comedy <laughs> gold, all the way yeah, through to Dustin allowing himself to just get into Steve's car. That whole sequence is fucking perfect. I, it, was, it was one of my favorite scenes in the entire season. It was just so great. Yeah, I agree. And um, the only thing that sucks is that I don't I don't know if it's just going to be something that they do as long as Steve is in the show, but the dude has to get his face fucked up in every single season. <laughs> like, and, it, it's, and it got way worse from last it's year. It's too beautiful. Like last year it was, they just like, it, yeah, it was like a fucking, it was like from uh, Fight Club. It's like, I just want to break something beautiful. They just rip him to shreds. Like, <laughs> Steve, maybe like wear an eye patch or something so people aren't so ready to punch you in the face. Oh, I was like, you know, that's not a shield, right? But I see. <laughs> I was, I was, hmm. Ethan, you sounded like almost, I don't know, excited in the way that a man is when he is approached <laughs> by a beautiful woman when I started talking about Steve. So the floor is yours. Uh, well, I'm just I'm just sitting here dreaming about Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I was a day one uh, Steve fan. I'll just make sure that's out like, there. Like we day one season about one? Steve on the last podcast. I didn't like him in the first season. We did. We loved him. I did. I loved him from, I mean, maybe not the very first few episodes because he was supposed to be the douchey bad guy. But once he made his turn, mm. he's he's had, the I think, the best arc of any of the characters in the show. Oh, yeah. That's undeniable. Oh, yeah. Uh, most complete at the very least and from I, what I read it's also completely because the actor they just liked him too much he was going to be an asshole the whole time mm-hmm. and I think they even had him maybe rape Nancy and they were like mm, Whoa. guy's too likable <laughs> wow that would have make him a hero really weird I mean, like, thing to he, go to for the he show he just seems like that too like off camera he'd probably be super likable well I guess so... I've seen a lot of pictures of him in sunglasses holding I think like a flute of champagne and a dog <laughs> So what? he's like holding a dog. Yeah, he's a uh, give me a calendar. Of he's that. he's Twitter ready for sure. He's Twitter ready. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a star, and I guess that's kind of I don't know how far had they planned for the show, but that seems kind of why they introduced this Billy character because he's kind of what Steve I think was supposed to be in the first yeah. season, and then yeah, the actor was just too nice and charismatic to go mm-hmm. down that route, so they got this weird guy with a small face. To, my uh, general, <laughs> my general sense is that the Duffers know pretty much exactly what they're doing at all times. But so I think Steve is one of the examples of um, something I've noticed from the first season, which is like uh, within the confines of the Duffers knowing exactly what the story is going to be, they have what I believe seems to be. Uh, been listening to the audience 
and it sort of manifests in ways like I don't know more they Steve. they well yes yeah, so <laughs> on the plus side more Steve me. give us more Steve and then like the Dustin Steve pairing is like one of the most brilliant partnerships of all time um, mm-hmm. but it also you know conversely gave us like what I'm not sure was an originally planned extra focus on Barb this season mm, yeah um, like her picture yeah. in a bathroom. <laughs> that was, I mean, it was a little. That one was a little strange. Curious. Yeah. Since when do like teenage couples like have dinner with adults and it's KFC when they're when, when their uh, when their friend gets murdered? <laughs> I yeah. Guess. yeah, I don't think I would do that if my friends were killed. Eat dinner. With well, I told, I, with my listen, girlfriend. that's just more ammo for my Jared has a stone heart situation. <laughs> it it must be. Oh boy, You send a card. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. cards are not finger-looking good, Jared. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess if you're, like, tempted with the KFC, but they made it clear that was a surprise. Oh, <laughs> man. It made me, like, for the first time in maybe 10 years, think about finding a KFC and having some chicken. Because I, rem- I literally can't appetizer. remember the last time I had yeah, KFC. I no, that's the thing. I was like, I wonder. The bucket is hmm, back. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had KFC this week. <laughs> I've eaten oh. it recently. It's great. You're looking good. Got to save that as back. a drop. I know that they had a. Um, I I remember. Uh, damn it, I lost it. No, they had that. They have that like breakfast, not breakfast bowl, but like the bowl. It's like the famous uh, bowl. Yes, that's and, what I had last week. Oh, yeah. The famous bowl. Sounds... Isn't that the Patton Oswalt sadness bowl? Yes, yeah. yes. absolutely. Is. <laughs> One and the same. <laughs> KFC oh, will sponsor us. I hope so. Maybe it's if we just say that, right just uh, breaking in now to say that this this uh, podcast is sponsored by KFC. Until that's true, stop uh, giving them all this free advertising. Louis- all right, <laughs> yeah, uh, Popeyes, bowl. Louisiana Fast um, churches and whatever their shit is because churches is garbage. <laughs> whatever. No, churches. churches is good. Okay, wait. Let's not let's not churches start Churches is is booty, son. <laughs> churches is the worst. Well, they have it in the south. Thoughts on thoughts on Steve? <laughs> Don't say something you'll regret. <laughs> I'm not worried about churches. Churches can come after me. I'm no not worried about no them. reason to ruin friendships over on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Any place where like part of the uh, purchasing is an entire loaf of white bread is not a place that I'm about. Unless it unless it's actually like Texas style barbecue. Yeah, I, was just I don't want to say don't come to well, Texas. Who, who eats fried chicken in between two slices of white bread? That's not America. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that's from. Mm-hmm. That that actually what? is the most American thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, sorry to break it to you. That would be communist. It's uh, listen, hey, hey, listen. Are we going to get into the the Cuban background stuff again? Because I'm not ready for that. I didn't bring any ammunition. Are you Cuban? Um, yes, we've had this conversation. Remember <laughs> okay. when you were going okay. on and on yeah, about how I'm racially ambiguous? You thought I was Filipino. <laughs> we have to retread this again. <laughs> You just want me to be a Filipino so that I might be like some way related to you. Yeah, I'm not Filipino. <laughs> no, you're... What? Jeez. You're not Mexican? Anyways, Kuji, do you have any thoughts on Steve? Uh, I was just... I didn't like how defenseless he was because I just care about him so much. <laughs> and I hate, I hate that freckly kid. Yeah, he could have put oh, up a better gosh, fight. Oh gosh, what's his name? Um, oh, the yeah, he's the, the first he's, season. Yeah, I only yeah, know he's the worst. I didn't. Oh goodness! I don't want him to lose relevance because because oh. Nancy's an idiot. <laughs> he's not gonna <laughs> want him to like, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. He's gonna so hang I have with a... Dustin forever now. <laughs> I have a question then. 
He's so, at a low point. There's not, worse not places a direct to be. How dare you? Link to this, but are is there like a team Steve, team Jonathan thing going on in this podcast at all? Are we like maybe all... Steve is going to make a move on Dustin's mom? <laughs> Next season could just be all the kids in the high school banging all the D and D kids' moms. <laughs> Steve can be Dustin's new dad. <laughs> cheer for that. Oh god, wow. <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, that would be fucking Ooh. incredible. So I think another wow. standout before we get to like the the big named. Uh, actors and stuff was uh, Lucas's younger sister. I think her name is Erica. Erica in oh, the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Great. So funny. That yeah, girl the fact that you just got to see star. their families. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I like, I, especially Dustin's mom. Dustin and his mom on screen had such good chemistry. It was really, really enjoyable to see. Like, especially when he he sent her away to look for the cat that had already been eaten. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh yeah. Just so great. So great. And no dad. I bet he was a dick and left them. That's true. Time for Steve to swoop in. (laughs) What if if the dad is uh, Max's dad? (laughs) That was the same dad. He's doing the fight club, (laughs) start a new family in a new town, and then hike. I like yeah, it. and then oh, but then I was gonna say like Justin and Max would get together, and it would be totally like, oh my god, we're the same parents. <laughs> <laughs> so so did we like the uh, Game of Thrones, the uh, the love triangle thing that they had? They it kind of no, uh, kind of got deflated almost immediately when it was clear there's like, oh, yeah. she's got, she's gonna pick Lucas, duh. Um, so that was another thing that was kind of like almost symptomatic of the kind of weird direction that Max's character took the story in. But I was just not really... I I think they were trying to play it up as an actual love triangle, but it was more of like a two kids like the new girl, and that's really it. Because I never really thought at any point that Max was going to like give Dustin a shot. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, poor Dustin. No offense to Dustin because he's like like my favorite character, but uh, the just from the from jump it was like, well, I mean that's not going to happen. So right, it was to really the point where tension here. when Dustin had the conversation with Steve about liking somebody, and then um, later he was like all dismissive and was like, I think it was when they were in the bus. He was like, I don't yeah. care. I was like, oh, no, he's not even talking about Max. There's somebody else. I was like, not paying attention. <laughs> Didn't he? He had a thing for Nancy the first season, right? <laughs> yeah. That was kind of. Well, well, yeah. yeah. It was like, but that was like a like little crush kind of thing. I don't and they, and they, you know, they paid that off, too. So that was gorgeously you know, in, a, in a very adorable way. See, that's what I'm talking about. They know what they're doing. <laughs> we're, we're always going to get Snowball, guys. Snowball was happening. 100%. It was never snowball? not going to happen. What does that mean? Yeah. The, the snowball. Oh, the dance. The, is that what you're The talking fucking about? end of the show. Did oh, you admit? Okay. Did you like tune out? <laughs> I thought that was like the name <laughs> of the cat or something. Yeah, that was... Jesus Christ, guys. Another... They, they literally... <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> that was like the most pivotal moment. Another Mr. Clark in the wild sighting. That's true. Uh, mustache <laughs> blowing in the wind. <laughs> That's so wild mustache. <laughs> It's radical. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was uh, 
Yeah, I, I think so, someone said it earlier, but that Lucas and Dustin got a lot more. I don't even yeah, really if there was no like total screen time. But <laughs> oh, Ethan, okay, then never mind. I'll go on to something else. Churches sucks. That's a great point. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, do we want to do we want to give old Samwise Gamgee some love? Is that what we want to do? Oh now? yeah, Certainly. he was too good for this world. I agree. That's was, that's yeah, why they the took him away. He Speed was going to be like a uh, a spy who is catfishing Joyce. Um, oh, and then, like by the third appearance, that. I was really hoping that wasn't going to happen because he was so sweet. And then, uh, you he's know, so he's good. Gonna die. I knew something terrible you know, was, was going to happen because his name starts and ends with B. Oh, that's true. What? Oh, Barb. I get it. Oh, Barb. Bob. I thought that he ever... really sold the uh, the the panic and fear when he was all alone after he'd done his heroic feat. And he was oh like, yeah, he's like, all right, you just got to run to the exit. And he was like, oh, you know, he's a man, but he's a uh, He's fucking scared out of his mind. Also fucking yeah, scared of these... Radio Shack Clark, yeah. I, mean. <laughs> might, yeah. I think when I fell in love with him was when he said uh, Wictums, when he was uh, pretending to be a uh, pretending to be Dracula, yeah. and he was going to the door, and I was like, God damn it, he's fucking cute. He's okay. so damn cute. I'm on board. <laughs> because before that, I was just like, I don't know. like He was, he was like painfully aware of... Or not him but me as an audience member that he was kind of like a reflection of what the kids might be like mm-hmm. in the future um oh, yeah. and it just kind of it made me kind of bummed because it's like well ah man like he's he seems kind of like like a loser and a little dumpy and everything but then like as it became more apparent that he wasn't just like a puppy dog in love with Joyce because he finally got a chance to date her but that he actually had legitimate feelings for her and her children and wanted to help and do everything he could. I was like, oh, wait, this guy fucking rules. He's so rad. He's so he was great. a little gauche when he boasted of dating her to her face. Well, he was just like, that was him. That was like, you know, I think we kind of all get stuck. Uh, he was trying to compliment her. Uh, well, yeah. You know, and, but uh, at the same you know, time, I was like, hey, of, easy, buddy. Yeah, a little <laughs> neck beardy. <laughs> at least he was... Only boasting to himself, you know, and not like, you know, at a party and saying, oh, hey, guess what, fuckers? You guys might have got to date her in high school, but guess who she's with now? You know, he was just like saying it to himself in front of the Piggly Wiggly or wherever she works. Yeah, you're saying he was like a walking Trump tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you bring him into this? Oh, boy. Don't compare Sean Astin to him. Because I I ruin good things. Do you guys think that... His life and death was a metaphor for Radio Shack. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I remember yeah. I commented. Uh, I was I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. They can just use Radio Shack without it being weird because they're not in business anymore. And then I drove past one yeah. the other day. <laughs> good old Utah. Oh. There's still a freestanding <laughs> Sears here, like a standalone Sears. Is it called Sears Roebuck? Like... <laughs> Yeah, I thought. Did, so, I legitimately thought that he might make it. Like even in the the spot where it should have been very clear that he wasn't going to, I was still kind of holding out hope. I guess that they were gonna not do the cliche thing and have have us all think that he was gonna be okay and then get eight. Yeah, you don't stop uh, running when you've got like yeah. demons chasing you. You don't depend on a wooden door to stop them. You just keep running. Yeah, you run through the end also, zone. They, to- Paul, Paul they totally Boromir'd him, man. 
I how, think oh, here's the question: How the fuck did Paul Reiser get away with minor wounds? So you yeah. just he like killed one off or something? Impossible to say. I mean, it's. Uh, I think, and he only had like a like, like a handgun or something, right? Like just like a little pistol. Yeah, yeah they seem like they're bulletproof. Maybe they just like took off, like as you know, there was the whole they all died or got disintegrated or whatever at some point. So maybe like he had just survived to that point or whatever. No, but, I do want to compliment no. you, Jared. Uh, sorry, Ethan. I'll, I'll let you speak it's in just, just a moment. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I'm going to come back to you now because you've it's made you've made it a, a big deal because I'm trying to give Jared a compliment, and that's when you interject for some reason, so I don't, I don't know what that's all about. Um, you had a really good tweet <laughs> about uh, the candy thing that they have with Will, and that's how we should have known that uh, that doctor character was an evil guy because oh, you said yeah. that he liked the almond joys or whatever the hell it was. No, he likes mounds, which is fucked up because Ew. why wouldn't you do yes. almond joys? <laughs> yes, it's a mound so with that an was... almond on it. That was like a pre two hundred and eighty characters tweet of gold, and I wanted to give you props <laughs> oh, for that. You. I have to go good back and re- retweet that. It was really good. Uh, I guess go ahead now, Ethan. You know whatever. <laughs> no, I was just pointing out a, a mistake you made because. Uh, Hopper <laughs> Hopper finds Paul Reiser in the stairwell, and yeah. uh, the dogs are still running amok. So where'd the mm-hmm. dog go that was eating him? There's not a dead dog next to him. Big plot hole. Was there a dead dog next to him? Yeah, he was just chilling. No, he was just chilling. Yeah, he was just sitting down with his gun, bleeding what out. What happened to that dog yeah, they just... put in the fridge? Well, my wife was a, like, no, that's, that's, like, that's right. Oh. That's going to bring the dog Hey, back. was that supposed to be Dart? I don't remember. No, because Dart's in the fucking thing later. That was a dumb scene, wasn't it? I thought the dog was going to come out of the fridge when Steve was getting his ass kicked. Yeah, oh, oh that, that would have been, been awesome. <laughs> and then, like, it was just going to eat Mullet Man, and I would have been like, oh, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> good dog. So hey, you didn't... You did... Oh, Go ahead. They don't think that... Dart uh, was gonna like help them later on, like be actually loyal. I thought Dustin was gonna ride him. <laughs> yeah, ride him. <laughs> I thought that'd be awesome. Uh, Dart's I mean, that, like that's ghost. That's kind of weird though, because if Dart's like good, it's like I kind of like the idea that they're like you know irredeemably evil demons, not that they're like an animal that we didn't have to destroy. Right. Especially because like, they attack just tigers. Was it like, uh, yeah, because he would like, you know, he was living in the trash can or whatever, and then got kind of evolved based off of, you know, Dustin's ability to give him three musketeers and a cat and stuff. Um, Oh, speaking of the barb of this season, R.I.P. Muse. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Justice for Muse. Muse. Yep. No, but, Tooth, um, Tooth came after. Oh, okay. No, I thought I that mean, was. I, didn't pay much yeah. I thought that was cat's name. It it kind of. I think it just paid off on, you know, a little bit of Dustin's storyline. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they would do that. <laughs> justice for Jews, though, is is always is always a good hashtag. Always justice for Jews. It's very important. <laughs> yeah, have to. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it kind of, you know, and I actually thought that was really kind of a big payoff for all of the the progress that Dustin made as a character because that scene where like Dart pops out like Dustin literally like pushes everyone behind him immediately like he jumps to the front and like kind of you know this is like that's like his hero moment mm. in the entire series so far because he's like oh, oh, oh I got this 
I'm going to take care of this and everything. And it was obvious to everyone, including the characters in the show, that's like, are you fucking serious right now? Are you crazy? This is not going to end well. You're going to get your face eaten off. This is a wild animal. I thought Steve was going to jump in with the bat once its guard was down. Mm. Oh, that would have sucked. I would have hated that. That that happens in my fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Steve was going to die that episode, to be honest with you. Probably like when, like when they were running we past them. We didn't lose no, anyone I mean, from like, season one, I think, right? It was a very low Ooh, kill count season. No. Only like faceless soldier types. <laughs> they didn't respect. You sound the bummed like that. <laughs> oh. Should have been more death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then I mean, actually, though, we ended up gaining a body count because uh, we found out fucking Brenner is still alive. Is he? Oh. Yeah, I wasn't sure well, that. yeah. That was well, very like, We didn't see him no, get that was an illusion. <laughs> Which part? No, no, the, no, no, no. I I know that, but didn't um the guy like tell Eleven that sh- he can get to uh, Brenner? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. When they're in his house, right? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. That whole episode. Mm. Why did that episode happen? All right, I let's get know, there. That was a good segue let's, because let's we really start with talk it. about it. Because I uh, like that so episode. So I. Ooh. Obviously, I have think. some thoughts because I had wrote, written some stuff Anthony, up, but I think or, it's going to uh, run. Frankie, would you like someone to ask you what your thoughts are on this? <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna rebuttal Frankie. because I know that there's a lot of uh, agita when it comes to this. Uh, thanks, Ethan. Uh, to this <laughs> to this episode in particular. Uh, so I wanted to get that out of the way and then just respond, but I think it might come up naturally anyway. So go ahead. Everyone hates this episode. Why? Except for Anthony, it sounds like. I mean, I think Blame the problem me. with it is why was it its own episode? You could have like diced it up and had like you know mm-hmm. a little a little metered out what her her why put all of Eleven's everything she does in one episode and also mm-hmm. why have it even if you're binge watching you get eight or whatever the woman's actual name is in the like the cold Callie. open of the first season and it's not until six mm-hmm. hours later when she came back I was like oh I forgot about this whole character <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was also weird that she was in Chicago instead of Pittsburgh. That they made sure that they that you knew that she was in Pittsburgh yeah. to begin with, but then she ends up in Chicago. So that was kind of weird. And just generally, yeah. it's it's a little pedantic, but it's really hard to believe that someone with those abilities would be poor. <laughs> it's like you can <laughs> make anyone really believe they're seeing anything you want, and you're poor. I don't buy it. She's really bad at stealing things. <laughs> she shows that. <laughs> Their priority numero uno, sure. though, is you know justice and such yeah, so then maybe like wealth and fame comes later well you don't want fame maybe come justice was its own reward also mm. why why does she have a flawless British accent and Eleven yeah, can't speak English at that. all she's actually from Denmark yeah I was gonna say I don't think it is <laughs> British it's something well they I said she was from right London but then obviously she didn't grow up in London so I, I felt yeah. that same way too, but that was even too pedantic for me to and, bring up. Well, <laughs> here's another pedantic. <laughs> I, I thought thing to bring it up. is like <laughs> here, no, here. If if Eleven's sitting in a room for a year watching TV, she'd know more words than she knows now. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> I, I I agree. I think they're having trouble, like, because ha- then she's not as Eleveny as she used to be. If she like can just talk. Well, maybe just let her talk. Yeah, but. <laughs> Wasn't TV in the 80s, like, really dumb? <laughs> I mean, it's still spoken full sentences. <laughs> well, she she spoke in 
kind of full sentences when she was really pissed off and yelling at Hopper. Yeah. yeah. She could do better. It didn't bother me. <laughs> it really bothered me. You sent her to an uh, ESL class, Ethan? Is that what you want? <laughs> yes, please. I did love that Got guy's it. punk mohawk. <laughs> that guy oh my was gosh. perfect. <laughs> there's I didn't a moment, care for the rest I, of the group. There's a moment in the um, first chapter when they've gotten away from the cops in the chase. And his, you know, like everybody's doing their sort of like physicalizations of relief and his is like running his hands up his mohawk <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was amazing i love that he even wears a mask he's like who could it be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> were you guys surprised by um the uh the black guy's ponytail thing yeah. i thought he was 100 percent surprised you by that fun shine yeah, that was a good name. I guess. It was I weird because he was the muscle, and then he like stopped that guy from leaving. But even though he's the big guy of the group, he was still way smaller than that random retired guard that's trying to. Leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's just fat, so he looks big. <laughs> he's got the he's got the like 1920s strength, where it's all from just being a large person. He is a low center of gravity. Muscles. Is. <laughs> Built like a fire hydrant. He's a power lifter, man. That's what he does. Was was Kali and them using Eleven? Because I couldn't tell. It was like going back and forth between whether she was being genuine or not. I know it's one of the mysteries. I, f- I felt that that was that was kind of like the trope that they were hitting in, where like they were uh, focusing in on some kind of tenuous connection that they had, and that was like the the surface level interaction between the two characters, and then the person that was like in a position of power abused that by. You know, it was still like, oh, I'm your sister and everything like that, whatever. It's like when you have an uncle that comes into town that you've never seen before and he, like, you know, ends up asking you for money or whatever. It's that type of thing, but with people with powers. Do you think moving forward every season they're going to have, like, one more numbered person? <laughs> well, I think that they'll probably they'll probably jump into more and more people if they're going to continue with that. They're going to find out that some people are dead or they've died from nefarious means, or there's going to be, like, a group of two or three that are together doing some kind of weird thing. Some people are going to be shitty, maybe still working for the government, and then, you know, like that. But I hope that they don't focus too much on that. Um, but I don't know. I just I just wonder how they're actually going <laughs> to... They're going to handle the, the amount of sci-fi stuff going forward in the show. I really think it's going to be none. I feel like... By season eight, we're going to look back and be like, wow, this used to be a sci-fi show. Now it's just like a small town drama. And It's like fucking Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't Billy think they'll go more than five seasons. <laughs> yeah, like Eleven's powers yeah, I think it's, are going to be one it's of like those four or five, right? from season one that they barely reference. She'll just like maybe help mm-hmm. the boys steal beer from like a gas station out there. <laughs> <laughs> she like levitates it out the window. Yeah. Like some guy's in there and he's like pretending to buy like Cracker Jacks. And then she's just, you know floating cigarettes and like nudie mags yeah, out of the side like, of people who tune in in like season five are gonna be like what the hell's going on here <laughs> i think they said that they're gonna do a time skip how about that how are they gonna use the cast they're I all thought it was, kids yeah, i thought it was just like another year i think um i don't remember which episode i think it might have been eight but it, it was very clear to me that uh mike or the character that plays Mike Finn uh, had a um, 
a puberty bump <laughs> because there are two different characters playing Mike in that same episode where he just looks different yeah. enough where it's like, oh, he grew up some and they had to like reshoot this stuff, but it was past the time where he had like got a little bit more of a defined chin or something like that because they had a shot where he was talking. They were doing like um like the, the forbidden 180 degree flip between characters uh, and the second time it went back to Mike, I was like, who's that? Whoa, that's, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's the same guy. Oh, shit. Okay. He's a little, uh, looks a little bit older there. He, After He finally went, <laughs> he finally got wolf hard. <laughs> <laughs> You're excused. Nice. Well, well done. Fantastic. Um, well, that kind of, that makes me think about. What? I think Jared was saying about <laughs> Eleven. Yeah. Eleven kind of just coming back in the end to just be the machine that ends all of the troubles. Or kind of the, I don't know, just the savior in a way. The Superman. Um, yeah. Yeah. Same ending um, as And I do one. agree. I I didn't think that uh, about them spreading out that one episode, episode seven, over like at least the preceding two. That would have been... Much better. So I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just kind of, is that just going to be what it is? Like going forward, there's always, there's going to be some kind of new or leveled up supernatural thing that's going to plague all the normies for an entire season. And then 11 comes in to like, you know, back clean up or something at the end, just kind of, you know, be the closer. Is that, is that just the way that it's going to be going forward? I or bet on that. What do you guys think? Nah, they're. I don't think they, uh, they can. They can't. Do given the time. way the show, I mean, given the <laughs> given well, they can, but like given the way the show is like constructed, I don't think they're gonna do that. Cause like, then it just makes all the the rest of the cast just seem pointless. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna have a whole bunch of Jonathans running around, and like <laughs> they can't have that. <laughs> sounds like Ethan's dream. Okay, <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> they're gonna have to do it so that. The kids save Eleven somehow. Like she That'll, gets smoke yeah. monstered next time instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, if she's the threat, the, that would be good. Yeah, oh, be that's interesting. Well, that was kind of. I hope the Duffers are like, listening to this. <laughs> I think that they had they had that thread kind of going in the first season, right? Like where she and she straight up says, "I'm I'm the monster," you know, and she's like, "I'm the one that opened the door," and then there's kind of like. You know, it's it's really interesting that we we we're like two seasons in to the show, and we still don't really know what the fuck the upside down is. Like, you know, they've kind of described it in a lot of different ways, whether it be through D and D terms or the um, what was it, the acrobat and the flea? Yeah, the alternate universes. Um, uh, Mr. Mustache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and all that. I so like it's been explained, but it's never really been kind of. There hasn't been anything really concrete about it. So is there going to be, like, some kind of invasion? Well, they closed the is... door, right? Does it exist everywhere? Well, they, yeah. they closed the door, but, I mean, they, you know, they did the same thing that they did with Will at the end of season one, where it's like, oh, wait, there's still a little bit more in here. And they've closed the door now, yeah, but then they gave us a flip, and, you know, the smoke monster mind flare is, like, still there and everything, so... Yeah, what, can someone explain just, that ending to me? I didn't... I mean, the dick's stuck on just, the other side of the, just, the gate, so who cares? I think he was just pissed nobody invited him to the snowball. 
He wanted he to dance with Dustin. That's where it would happen. <laughs> oh, that would have been so great. <laughs> I mean, so um, so you think there's an, they're going to open up the, the the gate again somehow, or there's well, one already open? I think that I think that it might not be that there's another one open, but I think that um, Papa, what's it? What's his? What do they call him in the show again? Uh, I can't. Brenner? Yeah, Brenner. If he's still out there, then that gives them motive to kind of at least either have him try and tracking down the other kids that were in the program or maybe start it up again or has, you know, you know how it is with stupid, maniacal, evil guys that like even though they have a clear vision that the thing that they're trying to harness to use as a weapon is clearly going to just end up destroying them, they still keep going back to it. So that could be something that they go for. But you kind of reach a dropping off point where like they've gone through two seasons of crazy shit happening, but still I think the majority of Hawkins doesn't really know what's going on. But how is there going to be people in this town soon, including these, like, I know the parents don't really know a hundred percent what's going on, but I mean, these kids got to be like, fuck this place, man. This is terrible. <laughs> like we're almost dying every year. I don't want to di- almost die every year. This is sucks. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I almost those, got the snowball's not worth like this. Done. Like, I don't, I don't see yeah, what the, stories left to tell. I was reading something mm. that was comparing well, it to Buffy, a show I never watched. But I guess in that mm. show, they stay in the town. Hey, was that that, that was that my article? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was some really poorly written trash, uh, but it, it brought up one good point. <laughs> <laughs> about a show you've never seen about a show I've never seen and yeah they stay in the same town even though there's like a quarter to hell right under the high school that sounds that so sounds so they're gonna have so to... familiar <laughs> I just can't I can't put my finger on it some Filipino yeah, it's, dude it's wrote that, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a very salient point because yeah eventually you're gonna be like maybe instead of being in the place where all the shit's going down, we just go to another place where there's not shit going down, and then we could just live out our life like normal we'll kids. Move to Bob's house in Maine. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Bob. I mean, Rip there's Bob. there'd be enough shit with just like go back to the whole government conspiracy trying to get eleven, and don't really have any mm-hmm. of the monsters. Just have humans who are the real monsters. Ooh, trying That's to take Billy. Ooh. Well, I kind of. I mean, isn't the question like what like eighties? Or maybe early '90s at this point. Movies can they? Because I mean, this one had a lot of like, uh, aliens. In surf it, right? ninjas. That's what they should do next. They should do surf ninjas next. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Do you, do you guys remember surf ninjas? That shit was yeah. bomb. I love that. I movie. never that saw they were, it. Like planning out their attacks through the Game Gear or something. <laughs> Am I wrong? I think that's true. I think I remember that. Yeah. Or three ninjas. That was definitely a movie that was like only made to sell Game Gears. <laughs> That was all it was for. Uh, uh, what is it? The, the one for the power glove? Was that the master? That was, um, no, the wizard. With the wizard. Freddy, That's what it was. Uh, Savage, yeah. right? Yep, old Freddy Savage. It's so bad. <laughs> it is. So, yeah, anyone else got any, like, grievances? Yeah. Something that was just so egregious. Uh oh. Hit us. <laughs> I I think I've made it clear that I loved Bob <laughs> yes. during his life and then <laughs> after he death. no, after he died I think it was Mike uh, turns to his buds and was like you know 
Bob taught Mr. Clark everything he knows. And I think that's bullshit. I have a huge <laughs> problem with it. <laughs> oh. Yes, um, well, I mean, this goes back to Mike being a dick. Maybe he meant in terms of just <laughs> AV specifically. Sure. Because, yeah, yeah wasn't that the thing that yeah, Bob had Bob, created Bob has the shown, AV yeah. club originally? Isn't, yeah, that, what he, isn't yeah. that what they said? Yeah. Yeah. And there was yeah, a very like, uh, it, subtle connection between Mr. Clark and uh, whatever his name, Paul Reiser, because they both gave the exact same speech about how uh, any animal will adapt to survive or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, yeah. There's more to Mr. Clark than meets the eye, I think. Ooh. Paul Reiser taught him everything he knew. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Ground-breaking conspiracy theory. Boom. Uh, hey, we got we got enough time to you know start making our own, and we gotta catch up with uh, Ethan's fanfic. So you know, we gotta make our own. Yeah, it's very erotic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Hmm. Um, so no I will say I'll Jonathan. be impressed if they get uh, poor season... Jonathan. What was that? I was going to say it sucks that no one's on Team Jonathan. Poor Jonathan. I think he got busted it's with uh, cocaine oh, on the, was, on the yeah. day the... Yeah, that made me like I like, I like Jonathan. <laughs> I, I was on Team Jonathan in season one. I thought it made sense that he didn't get the girl. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of his Clash fandom. That made me very happy. I just yeah, want to put that out the there. Yeah, he loves the Clash. He loves, like, Joy Division and David Bowie. He fucking shits Kenny on Kenny Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, like, he's still, like, creepily took pictures of like Nancy well, and Steve amongst doing it, us so. have not it's fine <laughs> my biggest problem with Jonathan I love the character but literally right off the bat his mother's like don't let your brother who was recently missing out of your sight what's the first thing he does yeah you know what be responsible in this town like overridden with just some sort of like mayhem phenomenon. Go off and trick or treat on your yeah, own. What, not, could, what bad could possibly happen? It's not like he was like the rest of the kids' parents, where they have no fucking clue what happened. Yeah, last he, year. he knew what was going on, but he was just like, you know what? It is a hundred percent possible that I could totally get with Nancy tonight. So <laughs> yeah, my brother has is having like clear PTSD symptoms and everything, <laughs> uh, but you know. I might see some boobs tonight, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna split. You okay. good luck, Will. He's in high school. You I mean, wouldn't do that. Yeah. Come on, huh? You wouldn't you wouldn't have done that. I would have. <laughs> Anthony would have thrown Will to the fucking demo dogs. I would have been like, yeah, <laughs> boobs, let's go. <laughs> oh, you guys, I forgot. Do you remember the scene oh. when Hop is driving in the car with L, and he's talking about his daughter? And then L is like, mm. who's Sarah? And he like takes this moment in which it took me all of 0.75 seconds to start bawling where he's like, <laughs> Sarah's my girl. I'm going to cry right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> that broke yeah, my think, fucking uh, heart. Give oof. him an Emmy. Oh, my God. It, it, was, yeah, he was, it was weird that no one says son or daughter, though, because Joyce also mentioned Will's always her boy. I was like, well, yeah. you can't say your son. I don't know. I found that odd. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Again, Stoneheart Jared just uh, is like, ah, these things that might be kind of sweet. I don't know. I don't uh, like I'm just saying I find that weird. I, feel, I always <laughs> thought kidding. he called L, uh, you know, girl and whatnot as kind of a distance mm-hmm. mechanism. 
and that he would eventually <laughs> maybe, say the word daughter. Yeah, but maybe that's just how it is in like the Midwest or whatever. Yeah. Like you know, like some people call Fucking soda pop, some people call their kids boys. He's also just know. an abrasive mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, the only yeah, problem true. is, well, is there a main? Could anyone be nominated as actor, or are they all supporting actors? I would probably think that Winona and uh, Harbor are probably the main. Well, and Steve. Kyle MacLachlan's going to kick anyone's ass coming for hmm. the main actor <laughs> slot. Um, but how great would it I don't be? Know. If it's it was probably... Kyle MacLachlan and Caleb MacLachlan who played Lucas. Ooh. Oh boy, <laughs> Look at that, that would be great. Ooh. I wonder if no, if anyone um, in the cast is winning anything, it's probably going to be Winona. Oh, she's so good. I would give something perfect. to Will. Most I'd give craziest a, a supporting eyes. to Will. Oh yeah, uh, hell Will yeah! Was killing it. Will was awesome. Yeah, Will was the best. Oh uh, yeah, when like that one scene where he was like, uh, I think he was in the hospital, or when he was like in his bed and he was like, he likes it cold. I'm like, ooh, that's that's fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. the, like um, when he had a seizure. The oh. one where he's like, uh, where he starts apologizing. Because he told on them, essentially. Mm. Like, that mm. That one was like, I was like, this kid is fucking amazing. He's got great fucking range, this kid. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. And that was like, you know, that was another point where Mike goes into, like, Mike mode where he's like, figures it out right away. But he's also a small child, so no one's going to listen to him at all, which is kind of like how all the show goes. It's like, all this stuff is happening to kids, so... We're not going to believe them until the very last moment. Even though I will say that Hopper and uh, Joyce were just like on full on, we got to figure this shit out from the beginning. So it kind of, you know, I think people were complaining about the uh, the converting the whole house into being like a mechanism for explaining things. Oh, the lights uh, being, and now the drawing? Y- yeah, I, that they were I like. I kind of liked it. It was clever. I, yeah, I liked it too. I liked I it too. It was My only cool. problem was I that, thought like, it was intentional. how could you ever possibly put together the puzzle of those identical because tunnel drawings? Bob say, the brain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because you got Bob the brain. <laughs> That's true. I and I loved that they had him be the one that figured it out. That was so cool. I was especially because he was really hesitant at first, but then he was like, "Oh wait, I know what this is now." So let, I'm let totally into this now. Yeah. That was that was and, that was pretty cool. And fans of the Hard Men podcast will see that there was another trope of the uh, kid drawing in charcoal in a horror movie that they had to yeah, slip in these there. Are crayons, though. Yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> he was drawing though a lot. I like seriously drawing. I like Joyce using crayons and tracing paper to to give yeah, us that something cool. that her yeah, that eyes could cool. have seen. <laughs> but she needed proof. She needed proof to be able to show other people. You that mean there a was video? Some weird smoke monster. <laughs> I did like that Bob wasn't mad about them damaging his equipment. He was just concerned about the bullying. He was so sweet. Yeah, exactly. Too good he for was a ride world. or die. Too good for this. He was world? down for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Do anything for that. First, first team. He's three dimensional. Yeah, yeah, the most relatable character. I bet, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> he gets resurrected next season. Oh man! Ooh, maybe be he's creepy. a smoke monster. No. Are they gonna go zombie uh, season three? I hope. Not. Are they gonna what? No zombies. Oh god. Zombies. No. Is that the art? Well, uh, Paul Reiser was bitten and survived, so he's gonna be like a demo 
werewolf. Oh my gosh, that's right. Also, uh, Hopper and Dustin inhaled whatever that thing sneezed on them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Could be some zombies. That is true. No. And you got the dead dog in the fridge. Maybe that's another zombie. Couple of, uh, yeah, a couple of strings hanging. Yeah. I I like it. I also thought this movie, or this, this movie, this show was a euphemism for the dangers of secondhand smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Which is interesting because you think they just maybe make Hopper not chain smoking every episode. (laughs) But I, I, they were all smoking. Okay, so I watched, um, did anyone else do like the, try and get through season one before season two came out thing. No, I've no. seen it so many times. Like rewatch it? No. Yeah, like just right before again, just to kind of... Nah. It was a good idea. So, I, didn't, I didn't have time. I, I'm not sure if this happened in both seasons, but there is a scene definitely in this one where he walks into uh, the police station and he's smoking and the like receptionist lady takes the cigarette out and like gives him an uh i think she just takes it out and then he goes to eat a donut and she takes the donut away from him and gives him an apple mm-hmm. oh yeah that's oh right. yeah does that happen in both seasons or just this it doesn't one? she doesn't replace the apple but like i think he, it's it there's a couple of like shot for shot parallels throughout this season with the first yeah. one but i think in the yeah, first think... one it's when he strolls in and he's like mornings are for what is it coffee and contemplation or something i think that's mm-hmm. probably yes. what that parallel is only haha okay. <laughs> uh, did anybody watch the right. uh, so, Beyond Stranger Things I watched the one I Randy watched, was um, uh, <laughs> I feel like all those I watched, Talking Dead etc shows should just be called like yeah. masturbating over Stranger Things <laughs> masturbating <laughs> over Game of Thrones yeah. <laughs> well that, that's what this show is I watched like the first episode and then I realized that um was it is it Jim Rash? Yeah. Is that his name? He's great. Uh, I realized that I can only stand his character in uh community <laughs> and then beyond that I just no, can't. Oh I, I love it. that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I guess just uh, him as the dean is is tops one of the best things on TV, but mm-hmm. he was know, just in an episode re- of Kurt <laughs> anywhere else I'm that just not a fan hilarious. of. Oh, is he? Damn, I haven't watched. Oh yeah, really watched Curb yet. So. Yeah. So parting shots. Anyone got anything that they feel like they just have to say? I just love Stranger Things, you guys. It was so good. <laughs> I was a big fan. Yeah. Happy about it. I miss it already. Yeah, um, we didn't. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk about Star Wars. Yes, you podcast. did. Yeah. When? We did. Right away. <laughs> yeah, we talked about I did bring up Empire. What? Immediately. I was going to talk about I the parody. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's all right. 11 to like the Emperor and Anakin, but and okay. we had enough bad things yeah, to say know. about that cliche-ass episode. <laughs> De Palma, at one point you were talking <laughs> hey. about like two people who are related falling in love with each other unknowingly. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh. It's just second nature to you. Okay, to well, we, didn't talk about, we didn't talk about Phantom Menace. <laughs> that's it. Right, there wasn't a pod race talking, yeah. in this in this show, that's so true. I mean, yeah. that's good. Episode seven was the Phantom Menace of the series. Hey, are you related to Brian uh, De Palma, I mean, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get asked that a lot, but like one of us is really talented, and the other one is Brian. De Palma. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> no, nah, he's. I think uh, he spells it with an E, mm. and I spell it with an I. Mm. Yeah, he's Cuban, I think. Whoops. Well, I mean, I can be Filipino if I wanted to. 
Hey, listen, I'm the only one who's fake Filipino on this podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> then I'm fake Cuban. There you go. Oh, you know, you, sorry, yeah. I, f- I forgot about this. You know who I loved as well? That um, Pure Fuel Kid. Who? That's oh, true. That's right. I don't know yeah. if they gave him who? a name. He, he was, was definitely, uh, he was, uh, yeah. he was, I think, one of the earliest memes, I think, from this from this season, for sure. What kid? I like I that he got a callback, too. What Nancy kid? referred to something as Pure Fuel. Pure fuel later in the right, later in the show. Amazing. Yeah, and, and uh, um, when they're at the party, and that like one random kid is super drunk, and he's like, "Pure fuel," oh, right. and, and I'm like, burps. "Oh, it was yeah." I'm like, "Oh, that, that, I thought that meant that Nancy uh, had spiked the punch he, for a bunch of children at the snowball too. <laughs> at the snowball, yeah. Pure fuel. That would have been great. Oh, I mean, it would have it would have made sense because you know the they were getting soused up with an older person. In their episode, so it only makes sense that she would Cycle do that to abuse. you know, twelve oh, and thirteen yeah. year olds. So we're we gonna. I think we should end by talking about the snowball that have to. <laughs> um, the cat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Although, uh, how did we? How did we feel about the um, the the forced pairing off at the end, and then how that kind of ended up being like the all the growth that Dustin had apparently gone through kind of just making it seem like it was all for naught because he had all this confidence and he was he had the hair and all this That's stuff and he was what like makes his show because realistic. it was also mm-hmm. yeah he was tra- based off of like terrible advice from Steve oh yeah <laughs> I thought Not it impossible. was great the, uh, <laughs> a lot of the bad advice was season. worth it oh, <laughs> it was so, so good, good. God, um, I thought there was a no, bit of I like. I thought it was cute. Yeah, I thought it was cute. I thought there was slightly weird timing on some of the more romantic stuff that could have been put at like the end of one. I think it was what time after time was playing. I kind of, I expected they were going to cram everything into time after time's playtime. And then when it ended, I'm like, oh, we're doing two songs? Well, this can go all night. Right, that's kind of yeah. what I And they felt went to um, fucking The Police, right? Yeah. I'll be watching you. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a snowball for you. It gets one crazy. Of the, one of the creepiest songs of all time. Well, I mean, it has a dual meaning, just like the, uh, you know, the shadow guy. What's his name? Mind Flayer at the end? Who I still think is, yep. he's powerless. He's on the other side of the gate. Oh, guys, we forgot to talk mm. we'll about see. the fact that El can levitate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. When, yeah, she had to go double fist it. <laughs> and then, you know, when she released all that power, it just kind of also lifted her up. So that was that was pretty rad. And how cute her dress was think... at the at the dance. I said it was cute. My wife disagreed, but it was cute. <laughs> She's not as cute as she was last nice season, animal. obviously. I don't remember it. Stone hearts running that family. <laughs> I said it was I, cute. I worried about your... <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that she, she, she had disagreed with you. Oh, she's your one very moment of on fashion. <laughs> oh, got it. Did your kids watch this with you? No, I actually didn't watch the first season. I, I, I discussed it with my kids. Um, actually, wow. oh, okay. my one daughter watched it and she liked it, um, but she doesn't want to watch it with me. Oh, <laughs> too, she's too cool for you already. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. That's all right. You got Tesla coming around. She'll you, she'll be the the one that actually likes you. So you'll be able to watch stuff with her. Yeah. So um, I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but the 
build up to um, Eleven and Mike reuniting was like, you know, so drawn out, not in a bad way, but it it was a long time coming. And I just kept thinking there is no way that these child actors are going to give me the reactions I'm looking for when they finally reunite. And I was just, I was. <laughs> That's the wrong button. <laughs> you were wrong about that. <laughs> well. I was, in fact, because when they finally like came face to face with each other, both of their sweet little faces just made these expressions that were like, uh, Emmys for everybody. Oh, my God. I, it was so <laughs> satisfying. Anyway, that's all I have to say. No, I, I, I agree. I, I felt the same way. I wrote about it, or, or some Filipino guy wrote about it in his uh, article. Uh, I guess I'm and, the only one know, that read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 fine. The one that's shitting on it the most is only shitting on it because he was the only one that read it. Um, no, I really, I real, I agree. I one hundred percent agree. That slow pan up to her face uh, and kind of the like the turnaround from Mike and everything that that was definitely worth it. Oh, the only sure. thing I wished is that um, Mike had clued in to the fact that she was opening the door to kind of give him a little. I, I kind of feel like he needed more things to do and be like, hey, stop pointing the guns at that door. It's L. Aww. I don't know. I would have liked to see on it. Like he lifts his hands up to like have everyone put their guns yeah. down type situation. I like it, yeah. That would have worked. I would have been cool with that. I just, I thought that it was like such a mature reaction for him as an actor and I, I got so on board with like his future. <laughs> yeah, the only problem is by next season these kids aren't going to be cute anymore, and that was part of the appeal of the first season. <laughs> it's going to be like a Brian Stark, right? Situation. Well, maybe they'll well, lean into that's it. why they have to do the time skip. <laughs> maybe they'll use that um, intelligently. Hopefully, we didn't. You know, we didn't really talk about Lucas at all that much. Poor underrated. Lucas. No, we did not. Underrated. He was underrated. Great. And his little moment. He's the only person little, that I uh, have Robert a Niro uh, moment in the mirror was fantastic. Oh. <laughs> that yeah that was good and um his uh smelling himself <laughs> after max reminds him that he's that he smells like shit <laughs> and his reaction to that was, was so priceless. good so good i appreciated the, the and he actually like oh yeah, yeah. shit there's a, lot, there's a lot of shit them. there's always they say shit a lot in this in this show i love when kids curse i think it's just wonderful so good that's what makes um, uh, Monster Squad such an amazing film. Kuji. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I just wanted to make sure you're still there and see if you had still anything there. to say. Um, I'm trying to think. Let's see. Uh, I thought it was weird that they kept calling Will Zombie Boy. <laughs> I feel like that was forced a little bit. But that's about it. <laughs> my last note that I didn't talk about. Yeah, it's not a very good nickname. Well, what it, well, that that whole thing should have been Zomboy. His, uh... Sorry, <laughs> Rob Zomboy. Rob Zomboy. <laughs> yeah, that's where he got the name from. Um, that kind of uh, you know, person comes back, but they're changed. Storyline. How do you guys feel about that overall? Like, you know, he, it, it was. I thought it was interesting that they went down the PTSD route uh, when they were communicating about it in, like, a scientific way. Um, and then we had, like, you know, like an actual upside-down representation of it where he was having the now memories or whatever he decided to call them eventually. 
But overall, it was just like that. Yeah, he's back, but he's not the same person, which is you know happened in other movies and TV shows and stuff like that across all different genres and everything. Did you guys like that or? I mean, because I, I, I was a fan of it only because it gave us more will and gave him more opportunity to act in this season, and he obviously paid that off, you know. Oh, yeah, no question. In, I thought it was spades. I thought it was the right way to go. Mm-hmm. This is something that I saw people complaining about on really? the internet, and I was just like, well, oh, why? This is good. Buy into that. People complaining hmm. on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were they saying? That, that just that it was like, tropey and you know that it was like a like an easy out we didn't even things get tropey if they didn't have that almost nothing would happen in the first like four episodes like rotting pumpkins of co- and also of course like this family week. is trying to <laughs> figure out what's wrong with their kid and like grasp at anything and also what do they expect like if the show doesn't tell us that he's changed we didn't get enough of him in season one to know for ourselves and no Paul Fact. Reiser and no Bob. Well, Bob could be there, but no point to him. So, yep. And no Paul Reiser, who was fantastic. Yeah. Agreed. He's very charming. Um, is he? A, is he? Do we think he's a bad guy, or do we think I he's like? He, was. he turned out to be you know, not a bad guy. Morally, obviously, by the end. No, but it, I mean, like it's maybe, ambiguous. maybe he's like playing with us. I don't know. I think he's a good, like an okay guy. I think that they <laughs> yeah. cast him because they morally knew that gray. anyone who saw Aliens would assume he was a dickhead, <laughs> and rightly, yeah, okay, and be suspicious. And then they pulled the switcheroo and like, no, he's actually, you know, he's doing a a gray area job, but he's an okay guy. Yeah. Well, I think when they had the, um, like, he was the only one of the scientists who was like, we can't just kill this fucking kid, guys. We can't just kill the kid. I would have liked to have we seen have to... those other scientists die a little more, you know, directly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, see, you wanted to kill the kid, now you're getting killed. Boom. That's what you get. Fucking immediate karma, you bastards. <laughs> it would have been cool if, like, Eleven and Eight just killed them. <laughs> just, like, for no reason, just have them show up and kill them. That could be season three. All There's right. plenty more murders to do. That's yeah, true. but Eleven decided. Yeah, Eleven decided to like puss out though at the last minute, and I was kind of like, ah, oh. uh, no. She, it, they, they pulled that. I think they did that. They handled it okay, especially considering that there was kids involved. Yeah, but okay, but like the other people she's killed didn't have kids. Like, <laughs> not in the fucking house with them. She didn't actually. They were just kill like, them, though. She was in the. They were the they moment. were pointing guns at her when she killed people in the past. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> this whole this whole season was about surrogate parents and stuff like that and how that you know fucking you got hop you got steve you know that's all re- really important hair care and bob all that stuff yeah bob and brett gelman is anyone gonna try and do that uh hair care situation <laughs> that steve talked about does anyone have enough hair to do that i don't <laughs> i don't no I can nope. give it a shot. I don't think. Yeah, give I don't it a think shot. You can, can actually use that shampoo anymore, can you? Imagine if there's like a really it, old what did he, bottle. What did he use? Was eBay? it Mane and Tail? Is that what he used? Yeah, but like I, I feel, yeah, you can buy it on eBay probably for like way more now. But like, oh yeah, not that I've looked it up or anything. <laughs> the totally fair faucet have, stuff. But <laughs> but I looked it up before it was cool. But um, <laughs> no, like. I'm pretty sure if you tried using it, like, it would, like, burn your scalp off or some shit. 
Or it would just, I think like at this point it would probably just old. come out as liquid and not in an aerosol form. Yeah, they probably banned the CFCs. <laughs> That's true. Hey, <laughs> yeah, congratulations to knows? us. We shrunk the hole in the ozone layer, guys. Good, good <laughs> yeah. for us. We did great. Imagine well, that. You hear about some science stuff and you actually spray. follow it and things get better. Imagine that. There you go. All right, so if we're doing political vamping at this point, then it's probably time to wrap it up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, now everyone gets to say where people can follow them on Twitter and stuff. This is this is that portion. It's when that cool We Shop music starts playing right now. So go ahead and say where we can find you, Kooji. Uh, I'm at Kooji or at Asterisar, which... Yeah, boy. May or may not be defunct, apparently. <laughs> nah, it's, it'll come back. Rise like a phoenix. Yes. <laughs> Ethan, we can also find you at Asterixar, right? Yeah, you can find me there. Um, I realize Twitter's a terrible place, so I don't really go there too much anymore, but that's... You say that almost every single <laughs> yeah, podcast, okay. and yet you're always on Twitter. <laughs> and it's always true. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. doesn't mean it's not true, just because I'm addicted. <laughs> Drugs are bad too. Uh, Jared? Uh, yeah, I'm at just aside, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not tweeting anymore either. Yeah, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Cat? Oh, you can find me on like Google Flights mostly. That's yeah. What? There's a <laughs> Google Plus. Google Flights. He's doing Google Hangouts. You gotta find the Hangout though. It's, it's kind of it's a kind of hard to get to. Anthony, what do you want to plug today? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Antipalma, where I'm followed by people in the FBI. <laughs> or you can follow <laughs> me on, on Instagram. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you that one after. Or on Instagram at DipDrawStuff, where I post pictures of drawings. That and I you did. should buy some, folks. They're yeah, I'm great. very poor. I have it on good authority that if you request a customized dick drawing... He can do that. Oh. That's very true, yeah. So like a Demogorgon dick? That's something you I, can do? I'll, oh my god, I'll do that. Have you like not tonight. already? Great. Dip draws dicks. I'm really I've thought yeah, about I'm it. I don't know. I've, I've tried to like retire doing dicks because it's like... <laughs> I watched um, American Vandal on Netflix, and I don't want that to be you my mean, life. It's already based oh, on your it. life. I, I know, but... Because I used to do that shit in high school all the time. I just draw dicks on like the walls and everything, like super bad. And finally, yeah, and then finally, like, yeah. <laughs> fi- finally, like somebody, somebody drew a dick, like, and it was like a really bad one on like the bathroom wall. And I got talked to about it, and my friend at the time, Rico, he was like, "Yeah, that wasn't him because he would have made it way better, way vainier, <laughs> way hairier." Good friend. Yeah, much more. Yeah, more veins. So at that point, you realized that you topped out, and it was time to just yeah, call it quits. but Got I it. mean, the call of the dick, <laughs> the dick beckons me every now and then. It calls to me. Are there new heights to which you can ascend with your skills? Oh, jeez. That's the question. One time he... Well, now I have to draw a demo one dick, One time so. he drew a, a, <laughs> a picture of, like, a mer dick in the sea. Hmm. Oh, my God. And there were a bunch of, like, all the little fish surrounding it were dick fish. And all the sea anemones <laughs> were dick yeah, the, anemones. The, the, that's an easy transfer. Yeah. 
It was amazing. <laughs> okay. I gotta plug this uh, this actual podcast before oh, right. we say goodbye too. After all the TikTok, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find us on iTunes and stuff. It'll everyone's names will be in the in the stuff below. And I, I guess that, I, perfect timing to get 280 characters on Twitter to actually fit everyone's <laughs> names into the posts that this will come with. So and, uh, and KFC, we can fit KFC in there because they sponsor us. Sponsored by KFC. So from all of us to all y'all, see ya. Bye. Adios. Bye. Peace out. Bye.